And hello to all of you amazing leaders. Uh, we are in our White Rock building right now. Uh, those of you on Instagram Live, you know that. Uh, but those of you who are uh, leaders at Shoreline City, we like to make sure we take out time every week to intentionally remind you that you are loved. So if you haven't heard that today, just know I'm loved. Matter of fact, go ahead and just say that over yourself. Say, I am loved. You might even want to do the whole creed. You know, I'm loved by God. I cannot earn it. I cannot lose it. And you're loved by us as well. You guys can go ahead and put that in the chat too. Just remind yourself, I'm loved. Because there's a lot of things that will try to tell you you're not loved, like you're not valuable, like you're not worth anything. Uh, some of you may be furloughed right now. And your job uh, putting you on furlough is telling you you're not loved. And we're just gonna let you know, you still are, okay? If somebody has broken up with you, you feel like that's communicating, you're not loved. We're just telling you, you are. If, if there's a family member that is not responding the way you need them, them to respond right now, or a friend that is kind of uh, putting some distance between uh, you and, and themselves, I just need you to know, you are still loved and it's unconditional love, okay? Our world will love based on conditions, but God's love is absolutely unconditional. There's nothing you can do to make it go up and nothing you can do to make it go down. And this is not like elementary Christianity. This is like the air, the oxygen of Christianity that you and I are connected with the God of heaven, not because of what we've done, but because of his goodness and his might and his power and his love uh, for every one of us. Uh, I love that we take out this time uh, together each week. So whether you're watching this on video or you're seeing the, uh, listening to this on a podcast, I got a few things I want to walk through uh, today and uh, probably three different passages of scripture, which is probably more than is needed uh, for a leadership talk. But I thought it was going to be beneficial uh, as we try to move forward here. And uh, I, I want to bring in, I want to bring in what we talked about this past weekend. Uh, and at the end of the service, we begin to talk uh, about what we have come into agreement with. Uh, some of you may remember this. If you did not uh, hear uh, this past Sunday's message, uh, what did I title this past Sunday's message? Does anybody remember? Dear 2020, that's right, Dear 2020. I had so many different sermons going through my brain. Dear 2020 uh, was the title uh, of the message. And I want to encourage you, uh, go back and listen to this because 2020 has tried to slap all of us upside the head, okay? It's just... It's just been trying to uh, really, really disrespect us. Uh, not even a punch, it's like a slap. It's like... What you going to do about it? <laughs> that, that's, that's what it feels like uh, with so much of, of 2020. And, uh, and I know so many of our hearts have been heavy for so many different things. So, so with, with what we decided to do this past week, and the idea actually came from uh, my wife, and I think it was a God idea. She was like, man, I'm wondering about this dear 2020. And she said that and kind of some stuff jumped in my heart and then uh, kind of got together, you know, with me and the Lord and got on my knees and prayed and all, all these different thoughts began to come to me. So uh, I really feel like it's an important message uh, for our church, just like the quilt series, just like the shift series was. Uh, I think this year 2020 is very, very important uh, for every single one of us. So I want to encourage you, go listen to that, digest it, see what God is trying to speak to you through those words. And everything that's supposed to stick, 
it will stick. And everything that's not supposed to stick, let it fall by the wayside. But let's make sure we're hearing the word of the Lord for this hour. And I, and I think that was a word from the Lord. But we're talking about how on our phones, whenever we get a new app, uh, it asks us, uh, do you accept the terms and conditions? It's just a little box that we click and none of us read all of the fine print on that. I do not know one person, even my lawyer friends do not read the fine print uh, on that. Uh, but you just, you just click the box and you just, bam, you give, you're accepting the terms and conditions. And you and I have really accepted the terms and conditions for 2020. And I don't think we ought to be doing that. I think we're going to have to, as I saw one person put it, unsubscribe from the email list of 2020. We're going to need to find that little button, uh, even though they try to bury it so deep so you can't find it, but you keep getting all these emails. You're like, why am I getting these emails? Who signed? me up for this. I didn't sign up for this, but you got to get to the bottom of that email and find that little click here button. You got to unsubscribe and then you got to go there. They're going to ask you all the reasons and you don't have to give them a reason. You can just put other and just get my name off of this list because I'm tired of getting the division. I'm tired of getting the anger. I'm tired of getting the fear. I'm tired of digesting the discord. I'm tired of this world trying to tell me who I am and what I can do and who I can uh, connect with and who I can be linked with. What you can't, you can't love black people and police? Who said that? I, I, can't, I can't stand. You can't love Republicans and Democrats? Who said that? You can't love people who are from another country and from your country? Who said that? I can't stand all the division that is out there. So I'm trying to go with this word, this book right here that is the authority. This scripture is the authority for our lives, directs the course of our lives. And this uh, is, is written by the God of heaven that we submit our lives under. Uh, Mark chapter, what is it? Mark chapter five, I believe it is. Mark chapter five. Uh, this is the story of the woman with the issue of blood. And then uh, also the story of Jairus and his younger daughter, his 12-year-old daughter, uh, who ends up passing away. Uh, he's, Jesus is on his way to Jairus' house, and while he's on his way, a, a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years, uh, she interrupts this Jesus headed to Jairus' house. Uh, she gets her healing, but in the midst of her getting her healing, uh, Jairus' servants come up and say, hey, your daughter's dead. It's over. This thing cannot get any better. You're just going to need to leave Jesus alone. And Jesus uh, hears this. So verse 35 of chapter 5, uh, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher any longer? Verse 36, here is where Jesus is giving Jairus an opportunity to come into agreement with the terms and conditions of two different apps, if you will. Uh, overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, you can accept the terms and conditions of fear or you can accept the terms and conditions of faith. Wow. Don't be afraid. Just believe is what the scriptures tell us. So here you have an opportunity to download something. You just heard something. You heard this person won the election. You heard this person is in a relationship with your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> you heard uh, this uh, about the interview that you just had. You heard, you just put, insert whatever situation you want to insert in there. And you and I have the opportunity to either say, I'm going to accept the terms and conditions of fear, or I'm going to accept the terms and conditions of faith. I ask you, 
What is the fine print of fear? What is the fine print of faith? And I, I, I wish I had time to go through all of that right now. I don't want to do that. I'm just asking you to ask yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to give you insight into which, which app have you downloaded? Which, which thing have you come into agreement with? Which email address, uh, which, which constant contact do you need to unsubscribe from or subscribe to? Because you and I have a soul and, and though God is our Lord and our Father and over us, you and I have been given some delegated authority and we give permission for some things to come into our lives. And we need to, we need to be willing to unsubscribe from some stuff. So, so now that, that's the first piece, okay? Now, now let me go all the way to Judges. One of our favorite passages, oh my goodness, that just fell. One of our favorite passages is from a Gideon. And we talk about Gideon a lot. We've been talking about him uh, a bunch uh, over the last uh, few weeks. But look at something that Gideon accepted the terms and conditions of. It's a little bit nuanced and you can read over it um, if we're not paying attention. In Judges chapter 6, when God showed, when the angel of the Lord shows up, actually we think it's Jesus showing up. This is called a theophany. When Jesus shows up in the Old Testament and he's talking to him and he's like, hey, go in the strength you have and save Israel. Verse 14, out of Midian's hand, am I not sending you? Verse 15, pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. Why did he use Manasseh as an excuse of why God could not use him? Why would he use that? Now, in our day and age, maybe we would say something like, uh, I am, uh, I'm a woman, so God can't use me. I'm old, so God can't use me. I'm young, so God can't use me. I only have my bachelor's and not a, a, a master's degree, so God can't use me. Oh, I didn't graduate from college, so God can't use me. But, but I, I want to tell you in here, I want to dig into this Manasseh for just a, a second. Because in Gideon's head, it made so much sense that he could not be used because he was from the clan and the line of Manasseh. To him, it was a no-brainer. But why, why was that? Well, this past week, again, we talked a little bit about Ephraim and Manasseh. You're going to have to follow me on this one. I'm all over the place, all right? You're gonna to, this past weekend, we talked about Ephraim and Manasseh. These two individuals were the sons that were born to Joseph when Joseph was in Egypt. So you got to go all the way back to Genesis, okay? And in Genesis... You have uh, Manasseh being born and his name means, uh, Joseph named him that because God has helped me forget all the trouble that I went through. His other son Ephraim is named, uh, basically means fruitful because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. So it was a good thing to have Manasseh and Ephraim. But fast forward all the way to Judges 6, Manasseh is now a bad thing. But it was a good thing in Genesis. In Genesis, Manasseh was a blessing, but in Judges, Manasseh is an excuse why God can't use him. Well, what happened with Manasseh? 
You got to go to Genesis 48. I'm not going to have you turn there now. I encourage you to read it later. It's a powerful story here. It's a great moment. I'm going to hand this to you real quick. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful uh, moment because uh, Manasseh and Ephraim, the sons of Joseph, they are about to be blessed by their grandfather. He's about to put his hands on them. Joseph never thought he would see his father again because his brothers had sold him into slavery and he thought he would never see them again. But God worked it all out and he's seeing his father. Jacob is now there. Jacob is about to die. And now Joseph gets the opportunity to bring his sons to his father. I, I, this is a little bit close to my heart because uh, I, I'm Earl and I make fun of my name all the time. I'm Earl number three, uh, but I got my dad and I got my grandfather. That's Earl two and Earl one. Uh, but I wanted a picture. I wanted to have a son when I was, uh, when I first got married, I wanted to have a son and I wasn't going to name him Earl, but he got Parker Earl. And I wanted to have a moment where I could get a picture with my grandfather, my father, me and my son. And thankfully, I got that picture. Uh, my grandfather has now transitioned onto heaven. I got a great picture with him smiling really funny with a black Jesus in the corner. It is absolutely awesome. I'm holding on to it for the rest of my life. But I, I got this picture. But it was a moment for me. It was a moment for all four generations to be together. And here is Joseph. He's having a moment with his dad. And his dad is about to bless his sons, his son Manasseh and his son Ephraim. And Manasseh and Ephraim are there in front of, of, of their grandfather. Manasseh is the oldest. He's supposed to get the right hand blessing. Okay. Ephraim is the youngest. He gets the left hand blessing. Joseph brings his sons up. He bows his head down. Jacob begins to pray over the two sons, but he crosses his hands. He puts his right hand on Ephraim, the younger son, and he puts his left hand on Manasseh, the older son. Joseph looks up and goes, whoa, 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 dad, you're messing it up. This is my older son. I, let me change your hands. And the dad says, nope, nope, nope. They're both going to be blessed. But Ephraim, he's going to be ahead of his brother. So I just, that's what the Lord spoke to me. So that's why I crossed my hands. But don't worry, they're both blessed. Now, Ephraim is probably like, yeah, <laughs> I, got the, I got the older son blessing. But Manasseh, Manasseh, it seems as if he started to think, I must not be good enough. I'm supposed to get the right hand blessing. But I didn't get it. It was given to somebody else. I'm not picked, I'm not chosen, I'm not called, I'm not one of God's favorites. Here I am being looked over. Here's my chance to be connected with my grandfather and to get the blessing that, that I'm supposed to get. My father told me I was going to get this blessing and now I'm not getting it. And here I think some type of seed was put in Manasseh that he began to think he was so less than, did not measure up. I'm kind of reading into the scripture here, but as I look all the way in Judges chapter 6, I see somebody hundreds of years later 
believing they can't be used by God because they're from the tribe of Manasseh. So since Manasseh got the cross hand blessing and got the blessing of the lesser or the lesser blessing, maybe now in Manasseh's clan, in that family line, everyone thinks you don't dream big if you're in our family. You don't get picked if you're in our family. You can't be used if you're in our family. If you're in our family, you get looked over. You get walked past. In our family, it's just the way it's always been. Hey, stop believing God for that. You're never going to get that. You're black. You're never going to get that. You're white. You're never going to get that. You're a woman. You're never going to get that. You're Latino. You're never going to have that because you didn't graduate. You're, you're never going to get that because you're too educated. You're never going to get that. And you and I have accepted the terms and conditions of a broken mindset that came years and years ago and you and I right now have the God of heaven that's in the room saying hey you're a mighty warrior hey God's hand is on your life hey, saying I'm for you saying I've got something I want to do in you and you and I are going back to uh, an app that we downloaded years and years ago and we've accepted the terms and conditions of that thing and I'm saying you and I need to disconnect ourselves from the lies that the enemy has been trying to speak over us and step forward fully and completely into who he has called us to be. So my friends, what is it in your life? You have accepted the terms and conditions of. What is it maybe from years ago? Maybe from generations ago. And the God of heaven is in the room with you right now saying, hey, you're a mighty warrior. And I've got something I want to do in and through you. So will you accept the terms and conditions that I have for you? We all know Gideon fought back a whole bunch of times, kept downloading the app, then deleting it, kept downloading the app, then deleting it, kept downloading it, then deleting it. Then eventually in chapter eight, he's like, no, I'm going to keep this thing because what God called me to do, I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And that's the type of fire in life that I want all of us to have. I love you so much, leaders. I believe in you a ton. I'm thankful for you. Be praying for all the neighborhood gatherings. Uh, We're going to continue to push forward. We've got a bunch more neighborhood gatherings and leaders and hosts that are about to step up. And we are about to open this up to the entire church family. So I'm really, really excited about it. If you're wanting more info on it, just text New Wave to 97000 and we will get you all the information you need. But just give us another week or two to fine-tune a couple of things and then we're about to launch this thing and we're all going to be in person together again, worshiping, encouraging each other to become all that God has called us to be. I love you, team. I'm praying for you. Have a great rest of your day.